What's up? This is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. You can be a part of systems, communities, organizations that intentionally work to break your creativity. And what I mean by that is if you have a job that requires you to do things repetitiously or a job that's governed by policies and procedures that shape what you do and how you do it. If you are not careful, you can become almost a zombie to that system, right? So in your professional life, you do a lot of monotonous work. You do a lot of work that um, you can easily chart or graph or prove that you have completed it. Like there are benchmarks, there are goals, you can see the outcome of your labor. You can at some times become a person who believes that success is the product of reaching goals as it relates to numbers or what someone else says is a victory or a success. The challenge with that is that Let me just say it like this. I've met people, whether they're in monotonous roles or not, roles of professional systems where policies and procedures are uh, keying. I've met people like that who have said that they've had trouble in their marriages, in their relationships with their children, uh, because they tend to bring what makes them successful in their personal life to their professional life and or they or or vice versa right they bring their professional self to their personal world where everything is based on outcomes let me give you an example of how this sort of outcome driven professional world can be a, a hindrance to your personal life if you're in a world centered around deliverables and outcomes and benchmarks and goals and deadlines and then you know you go home you have a child uh, who misses a deadline and you bring that sort of attitude of what it means to miss a deadline into your family system you can become very anxious you can Um, ride a child, you know, into a space where they feel unvalued or 
uh, incapable of doing what they're supposed to do because for you, it's all about the deadline. Did It was due on this day, you didn't do it. Well, in other systems, there is a dispensation of grace that might not be the same as your work environment. More importantly, in systems that you manage, you have to distribute a different amount of grace, right? So if I have a deadline at work and I have a direct report responsible for helping me to meet that deadline and they do not assist me in doing that, there is a certain amount of grace that I can extend to them based on whatever they have experienced, but it's, it's a smaller amount if we all do not meet our deadline, right? In the home, I'm, I, I'm responsible for seeing people differently because they're part of all these systems that uh, distribute grace, if you will, based on other factors like race and ethnicity. I had a, um, a manager when I worked in human resources that uh, essentially wanted to fire an administrative person because she said that... Um, the person would often be late because they had to drop their kid off. Uh, when I asked her why that bothered her, she said, well, uh, I am also a mother uh, and I make it here every day at 6 a.m. And as we spoke, I learned that she, you know, was married and had a husband who had a more flexible schedule and she was bringing the she was bringing her bias into the way that she interpreted her um, her her direct report, right? So her direct report was being held uh, accountable for some sort of belief in the supervisor's head that um, you can do all things, nothing is impossible. But she was forgetting that she had help to do what she was saying that the other person should be able to do more easily. So what we had to talk about is how she redistributed grace to that employee that superseded her bias, if you will. I hope that makes sense. Um, because she was saying, you know, I'm, I'm distributing this amount of grace because I'm considering my own bias, what I think should be happening without considering this other person. So she had to redistribute more grace to this person because she had not um, taken into consideration of things that might impact her ability to get to work on time that were different from hers. So we, um, I said all that to say that that is an example of how we bring um, our personal into our professional systems, our professional into our personal systems, and we need to give ourselves um, we need to give ourselves more grace and we need to distribute more grace. Now, systems can hinder us because we can become victims of them um, because we go to work more than we go to any other place for the most part, right? We learn more about ourselves in the places that we spend the most time in than anything else. So we're always at work. We can let work define us. We can be defined by our performance evaluation, the way that our 
supervisor interprets us, the way that those who directly report to us interpret us. We can become either victims or victors. We can become uh, victimizers. Um, we have, a, th there's a lot of things that our work provides us to do. One of the things that, or the, the positions us to do rather, one of the things that is most critical is when um, what we do hinders our ability to be creative. Now, let me just say this, that when I'm talking about creativity, I'm not talking about like writing music, drawing or painting, but I could be, right? I'm not, I think sometimes when people think about creativity, they think about um, you know, like the artsier things of life. And if you're not an artistic person, then your your mind automatically says, well, this conversation is not really about me or for me because I don't do art in that way. I'm really not talking about creativity from that perspective. I'm talking about, when I say creativity, I'm talking about um, the room, the grace, the capacity uh, to think bigger and wider uh, and beyond systems. So um, I think that um, I, I've been in professional positions where um, there is a very finite way of being. Uh, and that finite way of being sometimes is created uh, in cultures where people are afraid of change because change means that the way that they have been doing things, they have to do them differently. And so everybody who is a part of that culture, the person who creates the culture, in some ways can victimize all the people in the culture so that they're not able to really create. And sometimes we allow that to be who we are, right? So um, if I am, and I give this example as a communications director, and in no way have I um, been stifled creatively as a communications director uh, in any role that I have had, uh, but I will say that um, I've worked for systems um, uh, specifically that have um, what is called um, a, a brand guide. And the brand guide is essentially, here are the colors that we use, here's the fonts that we use, here are the logos that we use, here's how they can't be changed or altered, right? Um, and so... What it presents um, is an opportunity for the person who is doing the artistic work, the graphic design work in that system, they have to create within these perimeters. And so the, if you only um, um, decide that you're the box, that you can't go outside of the box and that uh, because I create for this particular organization that I, it has to be this way, then you have somehow handicapped yourself. The problem with this idea of, you know, being um, so like married to one system or way of thinking is that particularly in your career, like your career is more than just the job that you currently have. Your career, you're building your career, you're expanding your career. Your career is becoming and evolving every day that you're in it, right? Until you retire or whatever you decide to do with your career, your career continues to evolve. Actually, your career goes on even beyond your, your retirement. So if you decide that you're only, that, that, that the breadth and depth of your creativity is going to be limited to what your current institution says are the boundaries for a design, then you essentially are hindering yourself, 
right? And so what have I learned? I've learned that in, in while I can um, f- positively influence the system that I'm in with the boundaries that they present me, if, if I am pursuing um, uh, a, a full and balanced career, I've got to go outside of the system that I'm in in order to strengthen the tools that I have, right? So um, my point is that it's really important for us as humans to make sure that who we work for in the system that we are in does not dictate our ability to be creative. So if you're a writer and you are a person who writes horror films uh, and you say, I'm a horror film writer or a horror book writer and I'm only going to read horror. Well, guess what? You are going to be bottlenecked in a sense because you are um, creating limitations to your creativity. But let's say as a horror writer, you decide that you're going to read comic strips, right, for inspiration. Well, you, even though you're going outside of the, the, the scope of your creative system, the system that you're a part of, which is horror writing, if you read comic strips, then you become a different kind, you have a different understanding of art. You might start seeing um, um, animated or um, illustrative way of thinking about horror in a way that you haven't. So uh, another uh, personal example, I started reading the Wall Street Journal a couple of years ago because I, I just couldn't understand like what was going on in the world. But I knew that um, actually it was the fashion world that really opened my eyes because one day I was reading about um, and I'm not even in the fashion world. I don't even dress that well. Like, but I just was fascinated by the fact that I love going to the mall. And I, one day I thought to myself, how does this stuff get here? Um, how does this stuff get here? And it, it, I did some research and I found out that there's fashion week and then fashion week sort of dictates some of the things that we see in the next season and the, the things that we see later on as it trickles down to these different levels of, in, in our culture. Like, you know, a trend starts maybe like as high fashion and it, by the time that it ends up being like modern, regular folks fashion, like the, the fashion world has moved on to something else. But they dictate what we wear because the, the story that we shop at is a result of either trends that um, have been created and or uh, um, the 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 whatever the the fashion industry says we should be wearing um, people who go to thrift stores however are thinking outside of that box because they're saying I want to be um, <laughs> I, I want to expand my ability my capacity um, to be and to look a certain way by not being my, my fashion not being dictated by what is on sale in the mall right so um, I started reading the Wall Street Journal and the thing I think it, the, the, the reason why I continued to read the Wall Street Journal was because um, at the, this particular time when I first started reading, um, I, th- I think it was, and I might be saying this wrong, but um, the CEO, so J.C. Penney's had gone like bankrupt or something like that, and they were really struggling, and they wanted to rebrand themselves, and they hired the person who, at that time, was like a, a, a higher level exec um, at Apple, 
um, to, so what does Apple have to do with JCPenney's? So when the Apple person came in, you start seeing clear, cleaner lines. Um, you felt different when you walked into the store. And I become enamored by that because I was like, oh my gosh, that that's very strange. Like how the, the, the creative, the, here's this long-standing retailer um, who we see in a certain way. And then they bring somebody from Apple to say, rebrand us. Well, that didn't work for JCPenney's. So after they got rid of the person from Apple, they got somebody who worked for like Home Depot. And and they the person who worked for Home Depot essentially helped them to say that it's more than what it looks like when you walk into the store. You need to feel like the 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 store uh, meets your functional needs when you walk in. So a little bit of the what what old school JCPenney's represented, and then what this new sort of branding ideology that came from the Apple person brought. Anyway, so I started thinking about how. In our world as human beings, we become a product of what we expose ourselves to. And if we only expose ourselves to certain things, then we become whatever that exposure allows us to be. So um, it, it as I really love going to JCPenney's and I started going to JCPenney's after I'd read this in the Wall Street Journal because I was fascinated to see how that particular leadership and exposure would expand JCPenney as I knew it. So I noticed that they were doing things that you might see in Nordstrom, but also I noticed that they were grouping things in a way that you might see at Forever 21 or grouping things in a way that you might even see at uh, uh, Home Depot. So my point is that if we allow the system that we're a part of to dictate our creativity, then we become a prisoner to that system. So we've got to read outside of whatever framework we live in, right? Um, I don't work in the business industry, but I can read Wall Street Journal, and then Wall Street Journal informs other ways of my thinking. It's almost like if you, it, 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 one of the fears that I have in life, I'm just thinking about this, is like living in one, um, living in one city for my whole life. I feel like, and I haven't lived in one city, I've lived in. Uh, Seattle, I've lived in Portland, I've lived in Eugene, I've lived in Las Vegas, I've lived in Davis, I've lived in Sacramento, I mean, I've, I've lived a lot of places in, in my 41 years of life. I do have this concern that, like, you be, you are a product of where you live and, and what you expose yourself to. And that's one of the reasons why I love traveling. And for me, traveling is not so much like, let's plan to go on a vacation. Like if I, if I go somewhere, I love to see how cities are structured and how communities are built and how people live in urban environments and how I love to see like the cross between like cultures and identities and the way that colors shape, you know, downtown areas. The more I've exposed myself, the more I learned to appreciate both what I have um, and what is possible for me to have. So exposure like invites you into this new way of thinking about your own capacity to be creative. 
if you go more places and you see more things, then you are not just a product of where you work. You are a product of what you have been exposed to. If you read what you like and you read what you don't like, eventually you will become a product of both of those things because you've exposed yourself to it. So it's important for us even if we're not in creative roles, we're just in regular, listen, you going to conferences and, and sometimes I just like to walk in the convention center and see how other people are branding their conferences or how, how, how do doctors like when they come together prof, as, as professionals, like what are the colors and the, that speak to them? Like what in their culture, like what, 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 what stands out for them? Like how are, how, cause there are these people who are making these decisions about even the systems that we see ourselves in. If you think about where you work or where you go to church or um, what you eat, um, all of those places have been branded by somebody. If you um, you notice the restaurant that you go to, I remember um, I used to love going to um, what was that restaurant called? Because a lot of Elephant Bar. I used to love going to the Elephant Bar, um, and if you have ever been to the Elephant Bar, uh, initially they were sort of like a like a uh, like a modern Asian cuisine, uh, and they then they started like in, in expanding their menu. And if you eat, well, whether you go to Elephant Bar or Cheesecake Factory, you go there, they don't keep the same menu that they have. They don't keep the same menu. They change the menu. They change the colors. They, they change the flavors of drinks that they have. Like you might see something tropical in the summer. They don't use the, the name of the drink from last year because they come up with something new because of their exposure. They know, even though, I'll tell you this. I go to Starbucks just about every day, um, and but nothing excites me more than seasons where drinks that are not available all year are coming around. Like I don't even like like a pumpkin spice mocha, but I love like the anticipation of of, of fall. And I see the anticipation of fall through the lens of like things that are offered in the fall that are not offered in the spring. It's like, to me, that's an invitation. Anyway, y'all, exposure is everything. If you haven't grasped anything else, I I just want to say, expand what you do, where you go, what you read. And don't let the system that you are a part of dictate who you become as a result of your expansion. And then you've got to know that there are some systems that want to hinder you. They don't want you to expose yourself to other things because they, um, they're they afraid that your exposure to other things might mean that you try to change something that is unique to that system or that is convenient for them. That's okay. Some of the exposure that you're going to get that's going to help you to think better and differently is not going to be for the system that you're currently in. It's going to be for the system or the season that you're going into, right? Some of the, the ideas that, you, you, that, that might birth for you are not going to be the result of, um, you know, what you learned 
you know, like what what you need for your current season, but they'll be better because you you might end up starting your own business, bringing those best practices into into the systems where you where, 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 and then you you position yourself to thrive. So you as you are exposing yourself to new things, don't be surprised if it intimidates other people. Right? There is a new way to sing. There is a new way to preach. There is a new way to count the money. There is a new way to use technology. There is a, there are all these new ways. And guess what? There's some old ways that we um, have archived that going back to them, just like the fashion industry does, helps us to create new trends, right? And so sometimes it's not just about finding something new. It might even be exploring something old for ideas, right? Um, I'm really into colors. And so when I go places and I'm responsible for branding something, like I'm looking at like environment. I went to a city the other week that I think uh, we I might be uh, a part of a conference planning for. And they had the particular hotel that I was visiting had this emphasis. It was in Orange County, but they really viewed oranges in a different way. And so they had tangerines and other different offerings. And I thought it was really cool. And it made me start thinking about oranges as oranges as a fruit, oranges, orange as a color, like in my own context. And I started thinking outside of how I, like how have I thought about orange with regard to branding in the past? And what opportunities am I positioned to uh, pursue now? But I had to really get out of my own environment. There's no orange in my office, right? There's a lot of like white and black and, and wood and, and, and chrome. <laughs> so if I stay here, then my creativity is in the physical space. If I stay in this physical space all the time, then there's some um, levels of creativity that I'm not going to attain or pursue because I'm gonna everything that I do is gonna be a product of where I've decided to stay and plant. So um, exposure is key, and the more you get it, um, the better you live, the greater the product that you create the better you think about things differently. So I guess my challenge to you is, how can you expose yourself to something different that impacts your creativity? Think about that. Have a blessed day.